0: You're listening to a podcast of Red Sea Church, a community of faith in Portland, Oregon, where our mission is to draw to Christ, develop in community, and deploy into culture.
1: All right. Well, good morning, everybody. In morning. case you don't know me, uh, my name is Chris. I help out—hi, Landon. I help out here on Sunday mornings, just kind of organizing stuff and helping everything go in order. But today I'm going to be giving our message. And um, it's a fifth Sunday, so we do things a little different here on a fifth Sunday at Red Sea. We do a family gathering. So you can tell you walked in and kind of like, what's up with these chairs? Being all in a circle instead of, you know, stadium style. But um, our theme for family gatherings is celebration. And celebration, another way to say that, could be worship or praise. Um... And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But before we do that, last, last family gathering was at the end of May. And uh, I don't know if you noticed or not, but my family wasn't here. And um, I think we've had a pretty good reason. Um, we welcomed our second son, Everett. There's a picture up on the screen there of him. Cute, cute little guy. Um, and so that's why we weren't here. And typically, you know, you'd think new baby being born universal sign to make somebody smile or happy or celebrate, like seeing a baby. And so, but what if that wasn't the case? What if that wasn't the circumstance? And so today we're going to take a look at what Scripture says when circumstances might be difficult and how we do still praise and worship. So I feel like I have my back to you guys. Maybe I'm going to walk around in a circle. Um, But, so we're going to look at Psalm 34. And before we do that, maybe a little bit of background. Psalm 34, David is— i in some bad circumstances. He's had the promise from God that he's going to be the next king of Israel. But currently, he's on the run for his life from the present king of Israel, Saul. And so he's run from the present king of Israel, Saul, to the, Philist- the land of Philistine to take refuge in the Philistines. And if you don't know, a little background. The Philistines and the Israelites don't really get along that well. And so probably not the best place to take refuge security, but it was kind of like his last obstacle option. Um, Saul was out to to kill him, and so he went to the neighbors, which were an enemy of Saul, thinking that he could gain protection there. But worse yet, he finds himself before the king of the Philistines, Abimelech, trying to keep himself from getting lynched there as well. And so Psalm 34 talks about what he does um, in that situation, in that circumstance. So we're going to take a look at that right now. So Psalm 34 um, of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech so that he drove him out and he wasn't and he went away. So let's read this together. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look at him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry the face of the lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth when the righteous cry for help the lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles the lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivers him out of them all he keeps his bones all his bones not one of them is broken affliction will slay the wicked And those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. So here the psalm starts with David working himself up to give praise to God. His circumstances kind of (laughs) sucked. He was on the run from his life, but his response wasn't one of wallowing or sorrow or this is a horrible situation um it was one of trust and confidence in god um confidence in who god was and what god was doing it's kind of like he was giving himself a pep talk you know like when you're getting ready to go into a rough situation or like you know stand up here and talk before a bunch of people it's a little nerve-wracking and so you're like kind of trying to work yourself up and get some some good juices flowing and so um that's what he was doing he was giving himself a pep talk I will bless the Lord at all times; His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What's he doing here? He's preaching the gospel to himself. He's preaching to himself. Soul, bless God. This isn't the best situation. This, I'm on the run for my life. Bless God. You can still praise when it sucks. And so, um, but he doesn't settle there. He calls other people in to praise God with him. In um, verse three, he says. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. <clears throat> Let us exalt his name together. He's not satisfied with just praising God all by himself. He's calling other into do, in other people into do with it with him. Um, and I would make the argument in this situation that maybe he's not able to fully praise God and worship God on his own. He needs the encouragement of others. He needs the encouragement of his his friends. And he's here in this situation with with his friends and the mighty men of David. The mighty men of David are like, you know, the Navy SEALs, the best of the best, like black ops. They're the guys that you take in when you just want to get it done and, and get it over with. And he's, he's encouraging them and looking for encouragement from them to praise God. And so he's saying, come on, come with me. Let's, let's do this. Let's work it up. Let's get some energy flowing here. And so um, he's, he's getting, trying to get them to, to magnify the Lord with him and do it as a group. And there's... there's the dynamic kind of changes when you're in a group setting. You're going from trying to do it by yourself and then when people start to join in and you're all singing songs of worship and you're, you're praising God and you're doing it together, there's just an energy there that, that God's presence is magnified in the, the midst of a group of believers seeking after him as one unit. So that's what he's calling the men to do with him is to, to seek God and to praise God. Um, David goes on in verse 8. He says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Blessed. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in God. Well, I started off today with a picture of, of our new son Everett up on the screen. He's nine weeks old today, and this should be a time of celebration and, and happiness and and joy, but that's <laughs> it's not what's going on um i sh- you guys should all be annoyed with me like i should be like shoving my phone in front of your face with a picture of this kid on it like look at how cute he is like isn't he just adorable he's like this amazing little guy and um this person that you have like no connection to like you have no idea who he is And like yeah sure he's a cute kid but <laughs> i'm not i'm not doing that um <clears throat> honestly i'm feeling really crappy um I don't feel happy. I'm, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm thinking to myself, who the heck is this kid? Like, do I even love this child? Like, and that feels really horrible to say about my own kid. Like, do I even love you? Do I even care about you? Um, and it's really hard to say, especially in a room full of people. But that's the reality of how I'm feeling, and it feels really bad. Like, I want to crawl into a hole and just hide away and and die and retreat, because that way I wouldn't have to subject anybody else to this (laughs) feeling. Um, But, you know, the situation, the reality is, is that God is good still, and that he still calls me to worship and praise him. And so... Uh, a helpful reminder of that for me was last week, Josh and I got together. Josh and I try and get together about once a week, maybe every other week, to, you know, kind of go over stuff with how things are going on Sunday mornings and here I'm taking care of the building and everything. And as we always do, and he kind of talked this morning, he asked me how things are going. Well, <laughs> my response wasn't the normal, like, oh yeah, they're great. Like, it was that they were pretty crappy. And I kind of explained to him a little bit about what was going on. And his response Um, was a little hard to hear at first, and some people might think that it was mean to say, but I think it was probably one of the best things that I could have heard at the time. And what Josh said was, love is a feeling. It's an emotion that we have. It's a feeling. But the reality is, you are blessed. Having Everett in my life is a blessing from God. And that's a truth that that we need to, I need to have well up inside of me. And then the emotion from that can come out. And so, like, I'm not going to lie at first, but him saying that it was hard to stomach. Like, are you kidding me? I feel like a turd right now. Like, <laughs> this is really hard. And you're telling me that, don't worry, it's going to come. You, you rest in the reality that you're blessed. But as the week went on, and I just continued to try and, and think about that, and I'm um, like, I've, I've kind of felt things shift a little bit in my life. But it's still hard. It still, still kind of sucks. But, um, but that's why we need one another here in this room. That's why we need to magnify God as a group and as a people. Because on our own, sometimes we can't do it. If I was just left on my own to try, and it, it wouldn't happen. Like I wouldn't have. I know the truth of what that is but I needed to hear it from somebody else. I needed to hear somebody else tell me the reality and the truth that you are blessed, that you are a loved child of God, and because of that, you can love this other child. And so um, that led me to a change, and it's, it's not done yet. It's still happening. <laughs> it's, it's hard, but the, the reality of when we are a blessed people and a blessed child of God, that leads us to worship. And that leads us to praise him and magnify him. And part of that is singing songs and, and, and um, celebrating here, but it's also telling stories about how God's working in our life. It's, it's about um, seeking him fully and doing it with one another, even when it sucks, even when it hurts, even when we don't think that we want to. We, should, we praise God. And like the song said that we just sang joy, joy. Um, There's a beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love instead of pain. There's freedom though you've captured me. I've got joy instead of mourning. You give me joy. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. God gives us joy. And so this may not be natural for us. It may be hard. Um, Right now I'm doing a lot of physical therapy. Um... I've spent many years running and exercising. It's kind of took its toll on my body. And I'm learning through my therapy that I've been doing that my alignment is wrong. And so because of that, I might look like I'm okay. Like, you know, you look at me and you think, oh, I look like a pretty healthy guy. Like, I I can't even run without being in, like, a whole lot of pain. And um, so what I'm learning is that my alignment is off. And my alignment's off. And when it's even off just a little bit, it affects the way you walk. And when you're not walking right, everything else gets thrown out of loop and you just start to hurt more and more and more. And so I think that's what we need to do here. And that's part of what we're doing here this morning is our lives can get out of alignment so easily throughout the week and as we go and through the days where we're not focusing on God and we're not realizing that truth that we are blessed people and that we are filled with joy because of him. And we start to stumble and we start to like limp along we figure eventually we get used to it like I did like I got used to it so much that I tried to run a race and I cracked my pelvis in the middle of it like I thought that I was in great shape and like two miles from the finish line I can't walk anymore and so like we we do that we go along and we're thinking I'm totally fine like uh, I noticed that I was limping at first but now it's normal and so that's just kind of how I walk and that's kind of how I do it but God has something better for us He wants us to realign ourselves to him and to seek him and to praise him. And so that's where I'm going to leave you today. The reality that God is good, that we are a blessed people, even when we don't think we are, even when it hurts, even when it's hard. God loves us. We are his children. And so right now what we're going to do is we're going to open up the mic. We have the handheld here and we're going to invite you to do what I just did to share about how God's working in your life. Even if it sucks, even if it hurts, God is good, and so we want to open up the mic to you to share at this time.
2: Amen. Thanks, thanks, Chris. If, as Chris said, if you have something to celebrate, it could be an obvious thing to everybody go, wow, that's something to celebrate, or it might be something maybe a little less obvious, as Chris has shared, there's some struggles, but we can still be, know that we're blessed by God. So if you have something to share, I ask you to raise your hand, and I will bring you the mic. Uh, and also, I just want to say that if, um, if we're sitting here for a little bit and it's quiet, that's okay. It's okay. Uh, but I want to give everybody an opportunity to share if they want to. Good morning. I, uh,
3: I was feeling really joyful a minute ago until he started talking. Because <laughs> I just became a grandpa for the third time. So... But as he was talking, I was thinking about the name that my daughter uh, chose. She's got three now. And uh, she chose the name Abilene May and she looked it up and I guess that means she turned my mourning into joy. And so I think that may be for Chris, it may be for all of us, I don't know, but it's like, how can you name a child that way? But it was like, Apparently, you know, for whatever reason, she needed that. And and God used that nine months of pregnancy to just... Now we got another baby girl by the name of Abilene May. And it was like, wow, I mean, it just... So it kind of reaches down into my daughter's heart a little bit. It makes me reach into my heart. You know, what Chris shared, you know, love you, Chris. Love you, Ann. You know, it's like, it's really cool. So, thanks for sharing that.
4: Uh, My name is Cecilia, and I'm here with my family today. And um, I showed up today with a little bit of guilt because we're in the midst of summer. And uh, just driving here today, we were acknowledging how much we missed being here and seeing your faces and it seems like after school released I'm a teacher we take off and we go and it's our time to kind of reconnect as a family and with ourselves and and but it seems like in in some case that's even an excuse as well Um, and I don't know why I carry that guilt, but I do. Um, So that's kind of how I showed up today. Um, Even seeing Josh outside, you know, I I don't know what that feeling is, but um, I I kind of just had that moment of seeing you and thinking, oh, we should have sent in our tithes. We should have done something, you know. Um, and the other thing that, you know, our morning, Eric and I, our morning started out a little interesting. Our children were laughing and they woke up a little bit before us and I'm tired, like I'm really tired. I just ran a school, uh, a summer camp at the school for a week, which is something I've never done before and I realized Uh, how much I need this break of summer so that way I can show up in September and be really good at my job. But by Wednesday, I was thinking, what did I sign up for? Oh, my gosh, I am so exhausted. And Eric worked all day yesterday. Bless you, husband. Um, And so today was kind of his day to sleep in a little. It was my day to sleep in a little. The children needed us. And neither one of us got to sleep in. And, uh, you know, we had the, a moment together where we both had to recognize, I'm tired, I'm tired. Okay, we need coffee, and we need to go to church and uh, and just acknowledge that we're tired. And um, so I, I actually really appreciate this moment of, just being able to share how we showed up and, um, the, the chance and the opportunity just to be honest about that. So, thank you.
0: I'm kind of sensing this theme of obedience this morning of, um, Chris, um, not just thinking about the feeling of love, but acting towards love with his, or towards his child with love because it's an act of obedience that God asks us to do to our children. And, um, you guys showing up for church this morning as an act of obedience to come and worship. And, um, on Friday, Russell and I, I don't know why this makes me emotional, but, um, we'll celebrate 10 years of marriage, which is awesome. Um, and I'd be lying if I stood before you and said it's been easy. It has been um, the hardest and most um, sanctifying and crappy <laughs> and challenging and beautiful thing. And um, we're far from having it figured out. Um, in fact, some days I feel like we're moving backwards, and I think you would agree. But um, but it's an act of obedience to stay married, and it's an act of obedience to stay Um, faithful to each other and to stay in it with each other. And um, I think that sometimes that's all we can do is just one step forward in obedience that God has brought us to this place, whatever place that looks like in each of our lives, and um, that if we act in obedience that God will bless us and um, will continue to walk faithfully with us.
5: Good morning, family. Um, The Lord calls us to be in family together and and obviously be honest and have real conversations. Uh, We challenge each other in home communities to really speak the truth. We all every day put on facades in front of whether we go to work or uh, whatever activities we're doing. And I think God encourages us to be real with each other. And um, I think my... We're all here broken. As you get to know Christ more, you realize how much you depend on him and how really you are nothing, and he is everything. And the devil has been kind of attacking me recently in the last month. Um, basically, if you look at me and you look at my life, I have this beautiful baby that I have, I'm holding right now. It's just a, com- a complete joy and a blessing from God. I have a beautiful wife who loves me and uh, loves Christ with all her heart. I have wonderful parents, wonderful mother-in-law and father-in-law. I mean, I have so many blessings, but yet I find myself looking at what, what if things were different? What if the, what the grass is always greener on the other side? What if I was married to this person? Or what if I did this? Or what if I did that? And it's a challenge. You know, it's, a, it's a challenge for me. I know I'm blessed. I know I have so many beautiful things in my life, but yet the devil is real, and he wants to attack us, in certain, you know, all of us in different ways, depending on how we, how we tick, and we just need Christ, and, and, and that's the thing that keeps me every day focused on my wife and my baby and my family, is knowing that Jesus is my Savior. The Lord is sovereign. Um, but it's something that I have to get up and turn back to him each day on. And I think I've realized as I've grown in my faith how real uh, the evil one works and how proactive you need to, you to, know, we need to be to turn back to God, how important it is for us to be in community. Because I, I show up on Mondays and I'm reminded of the truth with my brothers and sisters. Um, things like today, when you hear people really speak truth and you realize this doesn't happen everywhere, um, these are the things that keep us focused back on on God and on what's important. Um, and he is everything to us. And uh, the last thing I want to share is kind of a celebration. Is um, I grew up in a church um, that didn't really uh, uh, model what it meant to kind of speak the gospel to people and be honest with your faith uh, uh, speaking. And this year, this last year I went through the RET and there was a section on what does it mean to go out and actually be honest and speak the gospel to people. And I talked to my group and said, I've never done this. I've never seen this model to me. I don't know what this looks like. And I had a brother um, come up to me afterwards, Joe Milano over here, and say, I'd like to go out with you into St. John's and, and we'll do some evangelizing. Because okay? I know you've never done it before. It would be, be nice for us to do it. So this last uh, Wednesday, we set out and we went to the University of Portland campus and we did some evangelizing. And it was the first time I've ever, ever done it. Um, and I just want to, it's just I sit back and I'm very, very thankful how God works. He put a brother in my life that was willing to walk through me with this. Um, it's something he's been calling me to do. And so I felt I felt like this, you know, when I was doing it, I felt like this is what I'm meant to be doing right now. And I, it's because I'm in a a body that, uh, is walking through this with me. So I just want to thank Joe and, um, we're going to be going back next week and we just trust God's guidance on whatever people he wants us to talk to and the seeds he wants us to plant. Um, but that's a celebration for me. It's the first time I've ever done it. So, you know, it's, I'm thankful the Lord's growing me that way. So, but I love you guys and thank you guys for being a part of this community.
6: I hadn't planned on saying anything today, but I love everyone in this room, and I particularly love the husbands and wives with kids. And I just feel like this morning, I want to encourage you, Joanne and I, in August, will be 37 years. And what I want to remind you is that emotions are like a, a sine wave or a wave in the ocean. There'll be times when you will feel incredibly close to your spouse and there'll be times when you feel closer to a coworker than you do your spouse. And I am speaking from experience. And when I felt that, I made a choice, I realized my love for my wife is not dependent upon my feelings. My love for my wife is a choice. And I want to remind you that that's what it is. God has given us the ability to love as part of the way he loves, and his love is a choice. Jesus chose to obey in the garden. I've thought about that a lot recently, that Jesus, the man, did not want to go to the cross. Jesus, the man, was under duress, and he sweat. Blood drops saying, God, is there any other way? I'm not sure I want to go through with this, God. We talked about it before the foundation of the world. But I'm looking at it right now. It's hours away. Are you sure we want to be separated for mankind and Jesus said your will not mine and God said my will my will is to redeem a people choose to follow me so I want to encourage you that that, that love that kind of love is available to us as God's children to sit back and say not my way God your way And I do want to remind you, then, that like a wave, there is a bottom to those times when you don't feel close. And you will come back up on top, and you'll feel like, wow, how could I ever have not felt close to this woman? But that's emotions. We all know that. And I just want to encourage you that that's, that's okay. Your love is a choice. A choice to put Jesus first and a choice to put your spouse next. And our, mot- our motto has been I choose us. In this situation and this decision, I choose us, honey. I made that decision. Back in seventy eight, when I told her I loved her, I choose us, I choose us to go through life together, I choose to us to go through the hard times, I choose us to go through the joy. God, you first will make it easy for me to choose us. I'm done preaching, guys.
2: We have time for a couple more. Okay, here.
7: I'm going to sit by Beverly and talk uh we were uh we were We were talking this morning. last week, we went to a barbecue together, and she was sitting there and and I was like, "Hey, Beverly, you want to lead worship with me next week?" <laughs> because we used to do this all the time together. If you guys remember a couple of years back, um, all the professionals left <laughs> and it was it was the rest of us. And, uh, and we said, okay, we still got to do this worship thing, and so we're going to figure it out. And, uh, and we just kind of, you know, it, you know how to play guitar. Okay, you're up, you know. Uh, you show me how to do it. And I remember me and her sat down in my, um, my little kitchenette area at my house, and she's like, this is how you play a guitar, Josh. This is how you sing a worship song. And, uh, and, and so over the last couple of years, we been able to serve alongside each other. Uh, well, today is Beverly's last Sunday with us uh, for a little while now. Uh, she's going to be going to
0: South Carolina
7: South Carolina as a part of her, her work. And uh, one of the things I just want to do is I just wanted to pray for her before, we, before she goes. Um, when, we, when we are in this church community, we're a part of a family. Um, and that family can walk with you through the challenges of life. And then when you leave and you have to go someplace else, you have to kind of start all over with that. And so we just want to pray that she would be able to find a church family. Uh, to walk in community with uh, to to live life with as uh, as as she goes so I just want to invite you guys to to pray with me pray for beverly as as we uh we'll wrap up here so uh Father, we just come before you and uh, we thank you for your grace that's been poured out on us uh, god i would uh I would just ask for more of that grace uh, to be given to beverly as she goes uh, not only to safely uh, get her over to the east coast uh, but also God uh, that you would bring a community of people around her that can walk with her. And uh, in relationship, uh, you know that we don't do well in isolation. You've been watching us be isolated for thousands of years. And uh, you continually call us back into community and call us into relationship. And so I just pray you would provide that uh, for her. I also pray you would give her a place where she could use her giftings to serve uh, the church. She could serve her co-workers. And then, Father, I would ask that you would bring her back to us, uh, back, back into community. So we send her out today just knowing that she leaves with the reality of of who you are and, and your relationship and your Holy Spirit. Uh, and I just pray that would be evident to her as she follows uh, you on this journey uh, in her career. So we ask this in your name, amen.
2: As we close up this morning, just a couple of quick things. Uh, we have made a commitment at, as leadership of elders and deacons uh, of Red Sea that our finances and how we're doing is, is, is open for the most part in the sense of uh, uh, the, the profit loss statement, how we're doing in the budget this year is if you're interested in that, you want to know how things are going financially for Red Sea, uh, the giving and the uh, spending and all that stuff. Kind of, we have a statement out at the Connect booth. If you want to, it's there. You need to go get it. We're not going to leave it out to pass out. Take it. And uh, you're, if you have any questions, um, I, you can direct it to myself, but it would probably be more profitable to direct it towards Josh or Chris uh, because they're more in tune with the minutia of the finances. If you have any questions, direct your questions to Chris. <laughs> the, l- l- this the elder's saying, please talk to somebody else about the finances. That's really healthy. Okay, we need to address that one, okay? Um, also, as part of this family gathering, it's the fifth Sunday. We, we call it a family gathering because of our, our identity as family in Christ. We go, and normally we have a meal right here, right afterwards. But what we're doing today is we are going to go to the park. It's a bring-your-own picnic food, blanket, chairs, whatever, and uh, Kitty Corner near the St. John's Community Center, there's a park there. We're just going to meander over there. If you didn't bring anything with you, there's Subway and other places, whatever, whatever you want to do, join us. We'll be there for an hour, hour or so, and you're welcome to join us. And we're just going to share a meal, share time together. So uh, with that, we're going to close with our benediction, so I'm going to ask that you all stand. We, we want to stress uh, that regardless of the struggles and the joys of life, and we know, as we've already heard today, they're intermixed, that the Lord is the same. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit uh, are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is, uh, as, as uh, Chris uh, said, is uh, the blessings of the Lord, that our confidence is in him. So when we leave every week, We we have a couple different benedictions, but we have one in particular. It's over the door, on purpose, to remind us as we leave here that we leave here uh, with this benediction on all of us. And so I want to say that to us today, and it's our closing prayer. Um, So receive the blessing of the Lord. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. See you in a little bit. Bye.
4: Thank you for listening to this message from Red Sea Church. If you would like more information about Red Sea, including more audio messages, please go to our website at www.redseachurch.org. If you would like to contact Red Sea, you can email us at info at redseachurch.org.